What's going on, guys? I'm Alex. And I'm Steve. And this is Black Series Rebels, episode 22. Tweak. Oh, we are exhausted. Oh, we are extremely exhausted. So, we're exhausted because we have been prepping nonstop for DesignerCon. Now, if you guys don't recall, DesignerCon is next weekend in Pasadena, November 11th and 12th, Saturday, Pasadena Convention Center. We're going to be there. We're going to have a booth. And you're, if you've never been to DesignerCon, I highly recommend you go. It is one of the dopest conventions of the year, and it's very affordable. But what's really dope about it is, is it's all kinds of awesome artists and toy designers making original art and original toy designs. Also inspired by some of your favorite intellectual properties and pop culture. Yeah, it's dope. And it's so rad, and we're so stoked to finally be there for the first time showing and not necessarily being just a spectator. And guys, if you're in the SoCal area, get down there. Yeah, we're going to be there with a booth. Uh, we're booth 202. We're in the Dank Hall, the, the dimly lit hall. We call it the Dank yeah. Hall. Uh, we're super excited because for the last two months, we've been putting together tons of new exclusive pins whether it's action figure inspired pins or like pop culture mashup pins tons of stuff to sort of help us get the word out about our show and for you guys to be able to come meet us and hang with us if you live in the southern california area now we're not announcing any pins on this episode but we will be announcing them all week on instagram so if you don't follow us yet, go follow us at BLK Series Rebels. That's BLK Series Rebels on Instagram and Twitter. And we will be announcing maybe once, maybe twice a day leading up to the convention, all of the cool pins as we get them put together and packaged and ready to go for the convention. I am so excited for you guys to see what we have cooking up. Like I love all of our pins. They're all our little babies. Like I'm so proud of all of them. But the stuff we have for DesignerCon, is so good. It's been torture not just announcing what it is yeah. on Twitter, just so you guys could get excited with us. So with that being said, hey Steve. Yeah, Alex? Were you watching the World Series? Oh, I was, and boy was I getting hyped! The hype! The, the hype! The hype! Oh my gosh. What I'm, a surprise. I'm just grilling up some steaks, making the lady friend dinner, and I hear dun, 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 dun. And I'm like, they're playing the Last Jedi trailer. And then all of a sudden, Homeboy is on the Falcon. The Falcon. Lukey boy! What is it about seeing these characters on that ship for the first time in 30 years? What is it? That's the hero shot, dude. That's the Simpsons couch. Like, that's the <laughs> shot, baby. It's the squad perfectly framed in the little dome cockpit. All them old school 70s versions of LED lights. Oh, my. Oh. Love it. So if you guys don't know, which I'm sure you do, right? Game 7, World Series. Honestly, the game was eh, eh. What we really care about was Last Jedi 45-minute teaser spot. 45 seconds. 45 seconds. I loved a 45-minute teaser minute. spot. Actually, they showed the first act right during the 7-inning <laughs> stretch. It was fantastic. 45 seconds, and it was like 
all of a sudden we were getting all kinds of new stuff. But the best, my favorite part about it is, was it totally just goes what you thought was going on in the first trailer. Like, nope. <laughs> just like, just kidding. Just kidding. Now it's this. Now everyone's going to be like, rah, rah, freaking out. It looks so good. This, this 45 second TV spot is my favorite trailer that they've done for Last Jedi. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Ugh. Open it up on the Falcon, just chilling on Octu. 2. Just chill, straight up. Grumpy barked. Luke's just like, no problem, walking in a room he's walked into a million times in the middle of the night, dark, knows where the light switch is. Hits Boom. it. Boom. And he's just like, yeah, I've what? been here, been there, like, done that. Luke's just like, yep. And then all of a sudden we got Kylo being like, let the past die. Ooh, smashing smash helmet. That shot of Snokey. Snokey. In that red room. Yeah, that throne room is, there's a lot of Praetorian guards in that throne room. You know, this was maybe the first trailer too where I found myself being that guy, where I was like pausing it and trying to look at everything. And in Snokey's room, so if it's like, if you're looking at the image, the right hand side, so like camera right, right? That There's like this weird, like something with like, rings like a weird yeah like right? kind of hanging or something right it's like a weird like yeah. thing that you'd sit down and like you look into it and you see the future like it there was something weird with that i was like there's no that's there for a reason yeah i think you walk up to that thing dude and there's some crazy force artifact like oh. something crazy like oh yeah check it out this is palpatine's hilt or like something like he's got something on display he's straight up collecting display bro yeah Snoke is straight up collecting display. And he's an out-of-box collector. Ugh, that's why I don't like him. Grumpy Luke's got his books freshly organized. That's why I'm a Grumpy Luke guy. That's funny. Yeah, he says, uh, what does Snoke say? He says, uh, he's saying to Kylo, he says, dark rises. No, he says darkness. Some... He says, darkness rises um, and, light and then light it. to meet it. And when, when he says darkness rises, we got Kylo. Um, being and light freaking to bratty. meet it. And then Ray Just like, ignites brrr. the blue. Do you notice that the, uh, here's a super uh, Steve detail here. You notice that they're making the point on the uh, the blue saber, like, sharp? Jesus. Holy shit, dude. No, I didn't notice that. No, I didn't Go notice back and rewatch No, I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. When she does this move, the voom, the saber looks like a master replica. It does. It's got that little point. Just saying. Actually, but here's the argument I'd make. I don't know if they've, in the 70s they had the technology to have the saber be in that angle. No, for sure. And I'm not I'm not complaining about it. But you I are. like it. I dig it. No, he doesn't. I just noticed. I was like, oh, it's a little different. That's all. Steve noticed said. that on the toilet watching the trailer for the 14th time. Like, huh, saber's a little pointy. I have opinions. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else stuck out. We have that really cool shot of the Falcon that's just sh bursting through the mines. Bursting through Crate, like, oh! Just like straight up Which like... Which tells me we're getting Ray and Luke on Crate. I don't know about that. No? Maybe. I don't know about that. Because you see Chewie and the Porg flying in that sequence. I definitely think Luke going on to the Falcon is like when Ray first gets there and it's sort of at the beginning of the movie. I do think it's at the beginning yeah. of the movie, too. I think he's scoping out the joint mm -hmm. while Ray's off, like, you know, practicing her force rock levitation, and Luke's like, you train here, and he's... Maybe Luke hid something in a little compartment he's going back to retrieve. 
<laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Like adding in 30 minutes of exposition just so he can dig up something out of the bottom. Oh, sweet. That's my old hot dog. Oh, tight. My yo-yo. Oh, that force trainer ball. Memories. <laughs> like, oh, I hope not. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else really stuck out. We got a great shot of Leia. We got my my new favorite Finn moment again is when yeah. he goes, come on! I call it the let the beat drop moment where he's like, and come on! It's just like electricity and sparks everywhere. That's like Finn's I'm an awesome EDM DJ mm -hmm. moment. But look at what's going on in the background of that shot. Whatever Star Destroyer <laughs> they're on, it ain't having a good day. Yeah. I mean, which makes me think, is that like early or later or when because i don't foresee the resistance having a big victory yeah. at the end of this movie like it would be weird if they did because well i guess if you look at like the two towers which is like a second chapter of a, a big epic like spoiler alert they still win the uh the battle of helm's deep but it's it 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 still ends with like that ain't shit like it doesn't end yeah. well so, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if, like, they could still have a good showing. But, which makes me think then, it's like, okay, so then what's going on with the characters internally mm -hmm. that leaves us in a place wondering what's going on? But I, I'm doing my best to not spiral down the story Don't hole. go down the story like, hole? I'm doing my best to yeah. not try to figure out when all, that, the imagery. when all that stuff takes place. All right. Uh, we also got another Finn doing his, he's on... Uh, He's blasting some TIE fighters while he's on the uh, ski speeder. Mm -hmm. Doing on, his on crate, his doing classic, his, his classic woo! line. He's enjoying blowing shit up. Um, Straight up, run the jewels. Yeah. Woo! Step into the spotlight. Woo! Someone needs to do a super edit of that. A Finn saying woo to step into the spot. Or what's that song called? I don't remember. Oh, Legend. He is Legend. I'm a Legend or something. I'll figure it out. Leave um, the show notes. You also got Grumpy Luke on the ground while it's raining, basically yelling, we think it, Ray, saying, you know, this isn't, isn't going to go the way you think it's going to go. Yeah. And then we've got her doing her. And in the trailer, she lifts the saber up. Now, I've got the tinfoil hat on like most of Twitter. <laughs> I think that shot is reversed. I, I think, think so. the shot is actually her putting it down. I agree. If you watch, I can actually demonstrate Oh. with Ray's Graflex. Her hand, right, as it comes up, watch, it goes like this. It, like, floats into it in a really mm. weird way, right? If you lift something it's unnatural. up. unnatural. Yeah, when you lift something up to grab, your hand would already be like this. Her hand is like this and then, like, grips around it. It's very, like, yeah. The when you, when you re like, if you watch it, like, and it's very specific. She reaches down. Maybe we'll even have Peter do it. Peter, if you're able to, reverse her shot. And show the example of how weird yeah. it looks and how it looks more natural when she's lowering it as opposed to lifting it. But that's like straight up tinfoil hat stuff. I don't know if it's true. We'll have to wait and see. Oh man! So scale of one to ten, where we giving? I'm giving this this TV spot and oh so minty fresh and a side of asparagus and oh man is it a used band-aid my friend and it's a good used band-aid baby Mwah. that was some big news but i know we've got more going on this week so hey steve yeah alex man what's going on this week in star wars news hey steve yeah alex 
Man, what's going on this week in Star Wars news? Well, Alex, uh, you know uh, our faithful leader, Kathleen Kennedy? Mm-hmm. Well, Miss Kennedy, Mrs. Kennedy herself, showed up on the Star Wars show this week, and, you know, she, she talked about Rebels a little bit. Rocking that crisp rocking that white blazer. Yeah, rocking the crisp white laser blazer. Laser blazer. Um, but most importantly, when it came to the discussion of the future of our beloved franchise that is the wars of star star wars um she talked about uh, so mo moving past episode nine and right now with the story group they are currently planning the next 10 years of star wars and miss kennedy even said that they're looking at how other movies past nine that may involve poe finn Ray and even BB-8, and obviously other characters we probably haven't really been introduced to yet. What do you think about that? Uh, this is a great example of Star Wars Twitter, Star Wars blogging, and just Star Wars podcasting, podcasting like us in yes. general, making a massive deal out, of, out nothing. of nothing. Like, oh my God. Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm are planning 10 more years of Star Wars movies? You don't say. The movies that make $2 billion internationally every year, they're going to make more of them with characters like Poe and Rey and Finn? And everyone keeps going, I guess it means that they're not going to do any more standalone or saga films. It's like, what? how do you glean that from what she said? Also, how are you gleaming that it's just standalone with those characters? Yeah. All she's saying in the... Sh it, also, this is on The Star Wars Show, where they can just cut and do it again until she says the exact language she wants to say, which is, all you know all those characters that Disney is responsible for? They're all going to be around. They're going to be at the parks. They're going to be on the shows. Mm -hmm. They're going to be on the shirts and the toys and the stuff and In the fact, things. In fact, when talking about Galaxy's Edge, she talks about, and even with Rebels and the cartoons and with the different like VR technology and the, le the void and all that, we're not just we're not just talking about movies here. We're talking about the IP in general yeah. and how we plan to progress over the next 10 years using said IP. Yeah. W will they maybe take a break from the anthology, like Star, I mean, I always get it, the saga films, the Skywalker saga films, probably. Is it gonna be like 10 years? No, <laughs> like it's just not gonna be 10 years. Can you imagine explaining to your shareholders? Yeah, but wouldn't it be great if we waited? Just be patient, guys. Just be patient. Yeah, but Marvel does three, and those make like two billion. So Marvel's making six, and Star Wars is only making two. Why don't you just make three movies? Fine, I guess we'll make a BB-8 movie. Like, yes, they're going to make all those characters. Also, too, like, that doesn't mean they live or they die or whatever. Mm -hmm. It just means that the characters that they really want us thinking about for Last Jedi, they're thinking about for future projects. Very true. Well, the other good little piece we got this week after Kathleen Kennedy and, of course, after the epic hype that was that awesome 45-second trailer. Well, this dropped before this that. This did drop before it. But this was a goodie, too. We got our look at the international poster for The Last Jedi. And, and confirmed. Confirmed, guys. Raise confirmed. the bad guy. Raise the bad guy. She's in the she, center. She's in the back and in the center. Back and in the center. Oh, my god. Raise the bad guy. 45 more That's days it. and we're all going to be out of our misery. <laughs> like, we have all reached peak insanity when it comes to these, like, theories. Like, confirmed. 
Ray's bad. Yeah. Ray's bad. But oh on top of that, we got Luke holding his lightsaber. It ain't the green. Yeah. It's blue. So my theory on that is, because this is the international poster, they were like, we need Luke with a lightsaber to sell tickets, but uh, we really don't want to show him with this green lightsaber and ruin it for everybody. It's going to be Luke showing Ray how to use her lightsaber. So they have him with his blue. Whatever. Whatever. Well, he, he might. He might even, maybe Ray's like, I don't want it. I don't want to train you. And he grabs it and he just goes, oh, yeah. And just like a bunch of Ginsu stuff with it. And she's like, oh, I'm in. And she's like, goes back up to that rock and starts practicing. I don't think that happens. Relax. But I think this is a super cool poster. I'm looking at it here on your iPad a little bit. Finally, a Porg makes the cover. Yeah. Chilling on Chewie's shoulder. Just like, like Porgs are just gangsta. Yeah. They like post up. They just chilling. They just chillin'. Porgy G. Porgy G. Speaking of porgs, we're getting a Black Series 6-inch porg. We are. Yeah, and we're two. And they're $6.99. And they're $6.99. What? There's two of them, and one of them, apparently their wings are like fully articulated. See, I don't know if there's two of them, though. You know what I think? I don't know. I just see the picture. I bet they're mystery boxes. Mystery box Black Series. I think so. And it'll be like the little porg in the in like a little... It should be in a matte black box with a little orange stripe or some sort of pork-like detailing that matches. Happy some sort of pork-like detail. <laughs> pork-like detailing that Gregory Titus art. Uh, and then it's random, which pork you get. And there's tons of different variants. That's what I would do. Hot tip, Hasbro. Black Series Porg Mystery Box. Black Series Porg Mystery Boxes. All right. The other big piece earlier this week on Monday, EA dropped. Another launch trailer for Battlefront 2. Well, that was this isn't even like the launch trailer. This is the like, hey, in two weeks, yeah. you can buy this game. Yeah, we got our we got looks at Ray messing shit up. We got looks at unmasked Kylo Ren messing shit jumping, up. Jumping. Jumping. Straight up force jumping. Just, just wrecking fools. We got Yoda in a lightsaber duel with Darth Maul. We got Tauntauns in battle on Hoth. We've got AT-ATs blasting soldiers. Um, we got X-Wing dogfights, and we got Boba Flett, Fett, Boba Flett. We got Boba Fett and Boba flying. Flett. Boba Flett is like, Boba you have to level up Boba <laughs> Flett to get him to Boba Fett. Like, Boba Flett has, like, really bad armor and board shorts, and he <laughs> dies really easily, and then finally you're like, you earn the legs, now you are Boba Fett. That's what happens. I like it. <laughs> but we, most importantly, Boba Fett using his rocket-powered launcher, flying in the air, Using a flamethrower on his arm, just wrecking. See, fools. now you're new to the battlefront world. Yes. That like didn't get me crazy excited because that was the marketing thing for Battlefront One mm. was constantly like Boba Fett flying up and shooting his little flamethrower. But buddy, when you get it, you're gonna be able to be Boba Fett shooting flames. Is that something you'd want to do, Big Steve? I think so. I think so. But I also I think I'm gonna have a lot of fun just Sitting back, maybe eating some Cheetos on a cheat day. The truth is... Watching you just wreck fools. There's no better, like... If you just want to have, like, I'm not taking the day seriously, you go to 7-Elevs, right? You get... Do we get a large Slurpee and do all the flavors? No way. Don't get crazy. <laughs> just either keep Coke it, and Blueberry or Coke kosher. and Cherry. Keep it kosher. I'm getting a Coke Slurp. Okay. In the the smallest clear cup, so okay. we're still in plastic cup territory, but we're not in the jug. Okay. We're not in the diabetes rocket. Okay. Like we're still in, we still have diabetes, but not yeah. like 
a lot of diabetes. <laughs> so mediocre diabetes. Mediocre diabetes. I'm allowed to say that my pops has diabetes. I just you know I'm, I'm very I'm very desensitized to that. All right. Uh, so we got so the got, slurps. I've got the slurp. And I've got Doritos. What kind of Doritos? Come on, man. Cool Ranch in the States, cool American if you're in Europe, right? Grab those, take them to the counter, you check you're out. You're not gonna get Star Wars pop chips? The BB 8 white cheddar pop chips? No. Absolutely not. I would really prefer Garbage. To, I wish Disney would go back to licensing with all the bad junk food, but they don't do it anymore. They're like, this is horrible. Didn't they used to do like R2 shaped Doritos, like the puffy looking ones and Cheats, Cheetos. I think they had R2 uh, Cheetos. I would say... All right, so we got the Slurp. We, head we got on, the Cool Ranch Doritos. Put our feet up. All right. And we just play Battlefront. And, like, you, you, turn, you turn your fans on and your AC so it's, like, freezing. And you throw on some PJs and a hoodie, and you're just, like... <laughs> just, like, nine straight hours of And this. then your Postmates... And some you, more Doritos. You Postmates Big Wangs. You get some boneless buffalo wings and some tater tots, and you go right back to it. And a case of Tums. And then you explain to your girlfriend why she should be with you, and you're not a waste, and life is going to be okay. Boy, we're going to do that. We're going to battlefront it like I that. I love it. What I else love is it. going on this All week? All right, lastly, we've got a new look at Kelly Marie Tran's character, Rose. Uh, kind of our first big look since... Yeah. Her first little really spotlight. Push, yeah. First spotlight of this character. EW posted it. Um, little takeaway from it. Kelly Marie Tran basically said that you know Rose is a uh, she, she, any problem. She's a problem solver, but she's always anticipating the worst is going to happen. Therefore, that's why when the worst does happen, she's usually able to go right into action and and fix things. The other thing about this picture was she talked about a necklace, a crescent-shaped necklace she's wearing, and how it holds significant meaning to her. But unfortunately, right now, because she's part of that whole like secrecy thing with this movie, she's not allowed to like talk about it. I guess so. I don't know. I looked at it, was like, oh, maybe it's like a key to something. Who knows? I don't know. I think I know what it is, but I'm not gonna say what it is because I'm like 99 percent sure what it is and i don't want to say it because i'd hate to if i'm right have some like hey man you ruined that like yeah. i think i know what it is but again really cool nice to see kelly marie tran again her and finn's story is very so yeah. i think they more there's more than meets the eye in their storyline right now yeah they also said about this picture because because finn's in the photo as well but they said um they're on their way to approaching canto bite in this photo so so they're on their way to Canto Bite. I think they are the Han and Leia romance. I really do. You think so? I think so. I think, I think it's nice because like, it gets any chance of there being a romantic thing between Finn and Rey. And maybe maybe Finn's a little hung up. Maybe he's like, Nah, man. I met this girl. She's awesome. She can like move stuff with her mind <laughs> and like. She speaks droid for some reason and flies the Falcon like a boss, but maybe he struggles with it a little bit. But I think, I think him and Rose are going to have a little bit of a little something-something. I think you might be right. Is that this week's Star That's Wars That's this news? week's in Star Wars news, buddy. Great. So that takes us to our next segment. So as you guys know, we are going to be at DesignerCon this week, and our interview this week is with Tracy Tubera. He's an awesome artist, vinyl toy designer, and he's going to be at DesignerCon. So we brought him into the studio a couple weeks back, and we just talked about his art, what it's like working in the toy business, and we had a lot of fun. Now, before we go into this interview... Disclaimer. Disclaimer. 
Now, this is an adult show. Sometimes some adult language comes up. Sometimes things can get a little raunchy or immature. Uh, we just felt it might be necessary before this interview in particular to just give a little disclaimer. If you're sensitive to bad language or anything like that, there will be some of that in this interview. So just... More than usual. More than usual. So if you're watching with the kiddos, maybe thank you for tuning in this week. Yeah, may, maybe this would be a good time to tune out and catch us next week. But if you're not sensitive to it at all, but I don't want to read in the comments yeah. while that was filthy. Because yeah. it's a great interview and Tracy's a great guy. It's a guy. great interview. It was very fun, but we got a little rowdy and we were 30-year-old men having a conversation. What do you expect? So with that, let's take it to interview. All right, guys, this week we are lucky enough to be joined by the Uber Illustrator Supreme, Tracy Tubera. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you, thank you. So as you guys remember, a couple weeks ago we had Roman Cortez on, and he is a art, vinyl, toy designer, resin, all kinds of plastics, guys. There's lots of kinds of plastics. And Tracy was nice enough to come by and talk about his designer toys. So thank you so much for being here. No now, we always that. start our interviews off with a very, like, simple question, and that is, when did Star Wars enter Tracy's life? Oh my gosh, that's such a deep question. Um, <laughs> when did Star Wars enter my life? I believe it was Return of the Jedi. Like for some reason I always remember Return of the Jedi because that was the only movie of the original trilogy that I saw in theaters. Um, I can't even remember when I saw uh, episode four and five. It had to been like a VHS or on TV or something like that. Hmm. But, and I think that's what caused me to tell my mom, I want to go see Return of the Jedi. But I just don't remember seeing those two first. But it was, it was Return of the Jedi, and then obviously the toys. Like, the Kenner toys. It's like, I always had, I wanted them. So, the Kenner toys were like a big part of like your sweaty nerd childhood? Oh god, yeah. Do I'm you have like a figure that just like sticks out as being like that one? Uh, my, my Luke in his tan outfit. Uh, I still have it actually in my drawer. Like, I found, I found him recently in storage, which I was so happy because I thought I lost him. But he's all mangled, all f***ed up. You can cuss. Sorry, Patty. Sorry, Patty. Patty's Steve's mom. We always say sorry when we swear. Oh, don't worry sorry, about it. Sorry, Patty. She's fine. Okay. Patty's fine. Okay. Patty is <laughs> all right. <laughs> We're having adult mother <laughs> conversations here. We're not toys. So I need to cuss. <laughs> um, yeah, you, I still have that uh, Luke in his tan outfit. Uh, I found the lightsaber. Like Bespin Luke? Yeah, Bespin Luke. Yellow like, lightsaber? Lightsaber's all f***ed up. And then I found so I found a R two recently, okay. and he Ooh. all the decals were like kind of peeling off. And I was like, oh, I was like, it's I was kind of like, better that way though. They're yeah. cool when they're like kind of janky and oh, yeah. like that. And I was like tempted, so tempted to throw them away, but I was like, ah, no, no, I had hold on to them. Good job. <laughs> it's, just one of, it's funny too, because like obviously I love Star Wars, but I'm a super comic book dork also. So like it was just a mix of a bunch of toys, but the Star Wars ones always stood out just because one. The Kenner toys lacked articulation, except, you know, the basic ones. Mm -hmm. But it was one of those things where they were based off of a movie. Mm -hmm. And then everything else back then was based off, like, comic books or cartoons. So, like, it was one of those cool things where you'd see, I'd get my Luke Skywalker, and if I'd put him next to, like, a Batman or something, I was like, all right, this dude's a real dude. This dude's kind of real, but, like, you know, I know there's yeah. a movie behind him, that type of thing. But it was kind of like the, the, the first steps towards total dork nerddom of, like, Star Wars, comic books, and everything else like that. So you're also an illustrator. Did you start drawing at a young age? Did you find yourself like just sketching your toys? What really got you into drawing? 
Um, I actually don't know. I think, well, honestly, I think it was comic books. It was comic books and cartoons that got me into drawing. Um, my mom always tells us funny stories that I think I was three, and the first drawing I ever did that she kind of knew that I had talent was, and I always remember this drawing because I remember how bad it is now, <laughs> but it was a picture of a cowboy on a horse in green crayon. <laughs> but the thing that was so funny about it and what was so horrible about it is like, the horse had like super long legs and the cowboy was on top, but his his legs were reaching the ground too. So it's like, it's like why was he even on the horse? But my mom- The I, horse is like, you're just doing this to degrade me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we could get there at the same amount of time if you just walked <laughs> exactly. next to me. They're just like walking on top of each other. He's like, oh, that's cool. But yeah, like, I think my mom held onto that drawing for like, the longest time, but like she's like, this is the drawing I knew that like- How old were you again? I think three. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, wow. she said I was pretty young when I did it. That's why she knew. She's like, all right, you're young when you did it. And like, she could tell what it was. Um, ironically, my sons now are five. And I started seeing it in my, in one of my sons specifically, that when he was three. Like, he, he could draw a face. And like, the eyes were in the right spot, the nose were in the right spot. I'm like, oh, this is the one. This is my little Padawan. That's going to be it. He's going to be the one. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was drawn like, human people on like animals and their legs. <laughs> yeah. I wish. Yeah. You like come downstairs and he's just like banksied your whole living <laughs> yeah. room just like. I mean if it was a good drawing I'd be like ah cool go nuts. <laughs> if it was ugly he's like what'd you do to the wall? Uh, this is so aesthetically unpleasing. <laughs> uh, so you brought some of your figures yes. for us to check out today. Now these are a, a complicated sneakerhead name so we're gonna have you Say it so we don't botch it. What do you call these bad boys? So these bad boys are called the Jordan Sith Infrareds. So Ooh. if you see all my work, it's it's usually a, a mesh of pop culture stuff mixed in with sneakers because those are the two main things I like to collect that I'm really into. So this figure, um, I decided, hey, like I did a drawing actually of, 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 uh, of Darth Vader wearing the Jordans, I think in 2014. And I sold some prints, and they did really well. So I thought, hey, let's turn this into an actual, like, you know, resin piece, an actual designer toy. Um, so that's what I did. And, like, the name itself, Jordan Sith Infrared, comes from the shoe itself, which is the Jordan 6 Infrared. Um, so, you know, I just did a little bit of a switcheroo. A little pun. A little, little pun. Um, so I switched out 6 with Sith, and that's where this first colorway came from, which is obviously the OG uh, Darth Vader in all black. The helmet and the gloves are like a nice, uh, glossy black, so it kind of gives it the whole like, metallic type of look. Yeah. So this is resin. Yeah, these all these pieces are all pure resin. Okay. Um, hand casted, hand painted, and hand assembled. These are hand casted. Yeah. Well, they have a little help with like you know molds and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. literally, uh, a team of guys. Uh, shout out to Mana Studios, who are actually the company that helps me um, wow. produce, produce these toys. Jay Mana and his crew at Mana Studios. They'll actually like, uh, I believe this piece, the shoes were separate. The legs were separate, and the arm, the hands were separate, the head was separate, the cape was separate, and the upper body was separate. So those are all wow. different separate pieces. And they come together. They all put together. The, either, I believe the, the shoes glue into the legs. I think sometimes they actually, I think they actually have to put a screw through the, the top, the neck, to screw the upper body to the, uh, the legs. Which is very common in like an art toy. There's not a lot of an articulation. You're really looking for like a statement piece that's already posed <coughs> and sort of you can feel like the movement sort of in him as opposed to like a black series where it's like, yeah. but I can make him do all yeah. this exactly. like weird stuff. It's one of those weird things where like with a designer toy, you want it to look like it's art in a sense. Yeah. And like, for me personally, it's like it's still a toy, but at the same time, I feel as if like it's a piece of art. Mm -hmm. um, I would want people to display it. That's why a lot of times when I do my designer toys, I don't make fancy packaging. Like when you get this toy, if you bought it, it comes in a brown cardboard box. That's it. 
with because some, my with thing, some peanuts. With some peanuts, yeah, aside <laughs> from peanuts. Because my thing is like, I want you to take it out of the box. I don't want you to keep it in the box. And even if you were to say like resell it or whatever, mm-hmm. which is fine, you can do whatever you want. But like my thing is like, whoever buys it next, you take it out of the box and display it. Like I don't want you to keep it in the box. So Alex is an inbox collector. Oh, okay. With my Star Wars with action With Star Wars action okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm an outer <clears throat> boxer with, you know, I know you, you talked about collecting mm. sneakers and, and other things. Are you, are you, do you follow the same rule where you like display your sneakers out of the box and, or any other kind of things you collect? Well, when I collect toys for a while there, I was the inbox guy. Because yeah. my thing is, that was another thing that got me into art was all the, the beautiful packaging art that some yeah. artists would do. Like, you remember, sorry, this is off subject of That's Star okay. Tours, or Star Wars, is that, um, you remember uh, He-Man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, the art on He-Man, I don't know why I loved a lot. And then the art on the J.I. Joe uh, figures. Yeah. Like, that art was, like, so beautiful to me. So, I remember a lot of times I would always hate to, like, mess up the backer card. So even if I open it to get the figure out, I'd keep the backer card and I'd stick them in folders for the longest time. <laughs> and then as I got to be like an older like, collector, I would do the same thing where I'd keep things in package. Especially when um, Marvel Legends. Mm-hmm. Remember the Toy Biz, Marvel Legends, Riddle yeah, One? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a lot. I still have a lot in stores that are still in the package. But then after a while, I realized this is just a waste. It's like, you know, I want to pose these things. Mm. So I started like being the out-of-package collector. So like now all my toys, if you see like my office, they're out of package. Like I'll pose them every once in a while. Like if I'm like busy working, I get bored. I'll like look up at like my bulk, my uh, bookshelf and I'll take one down. I'm like oh, he's different pose today. <laughs> <laughs> switch them up. Yeah, switch them up. With my shoes though, I keep them in the box just because they're it's easier to store that way. Yeah, yeah. But I wear them all the time. Are you yeah. a one to rock, one to stock? I used to, and then I, <laughs> and then I got married, <laughs> and I got kids. And that shit ain't happening no more. And now it's <laughs> and now it's just a one to stock, not as much rocket. It's more like you beg for one because you go, babe, is that cool if I buy one? Is that cool? Is it cool? I right, cool. I get one. So that's cool. So like yeah. I don't I don't do the one I don't do the one to rock or one to stock anymore. That those days are behind me. That was when I was younger. That's when I was younger. Yeah. Your three boys are all they're they're all they're triplets, right? Yes, I have triplet boys. So they're gonna be fighting over your sneaker collection. The funny story is... you should have bought one to rock, one to stock. I should have bought You should have bought one to rock and three to stock. <laughs> yeah. So that the boys are like, great pops, I'm ready for my cool sneaks. That was the funny thing when like, uh, when we were about to have kids, my wife's like, all right, you definitely have to cut down the sneaker collection. If his kids are coming, I'd be you know, more responsible. I was like, you know what, you're right. I was totally in agreement. And then when we find out we're going to have triplets, she's like, oh, you definitely got to stop. I'm like, all right, totally in agreement. And then when we find out we're having three boys, she's like, hmm... All right, maybe you could still collect, but not as much. But she knew that eventually, like, when they get to my shoe size, they'll get everything. Yeah. So yeah. my thing is, like, as long as they get to my shoe size, they're, they're straight. They're good. But the minute they get past it, you know, your ass is on your own. It's like, <laughs> I can't, can't wear daddy stuff. So. Uh, are they growing up to love Star Wars? Yes, they are. I'm doing my due diligence as a, ner- as a nerd <laughs> my parent. due diligence. To pass on the legacy, the knowledge that I have acquired over <laughs> the years onto my sons. So, yes, they are. They're actually huge Star Wars fans. They are so. Are they into the movies? Are they into Rebels comics? What What's really got them like feeling it? They. It's funny because like when Episode Seven came out, they uh, they saw the commercials, so they got into it. So like they know who Ray is, they know Finn, they know Poe. So it's like they got, they got really into it. And I've actually let them watch the movie, except for right before like you know spoiler before Han you know gets yeah. killed. And I, I usually stop it there, so they don't know what happens to Han, because when Seven was about to come out, I let them watch. The original trilogy so like you know four four five and six so they loved it but it was one of those things where like you could tell like you know when it got to the story parts they weren't they were really like, yeah they weren't comprehending but you know visually 
that's where they fell in love with like the original characters and that's why like my one son loves Chewbacca my other son loves Darth Vader and my other son loves Yoda so they, they love those characters specifically but when they wanted more that's when they went towards like the Lego Star Wars world mm. which is great because like when you think about it that's that's the gateway drug for kids yeah you let them watch Lego Star Wars you let them play those games and then then they start going into like you know understanding what Star Wars is all about hmm. The one thing they all say about Lego Star Wars that totally sucks is that they give away the the twist of you know the ending of Empire. Like they constantly do a joke about like Darth Vader telling Luke, "I'm your father." Uh, so like for the longest time, I was, my wife was always making fun of me. I was always trying to like keep that a secret. And then one day, one of my boys came up to me after like watching like a Lego Star Wars movie. He just came up to me like really concerned. He's like, "Dad, is Darth Vader Luke's dad?" And I was like. No, yeah, yeah, I started doing the Luke thing. I was like, no, <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't lie to him. Never, like, yeah, never. Uh, it's impossible. I, that's impossible. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, do your are your are your little boys like? Are they like cool, man? My pops makes toys. Do they dig them, or are they they're kind of like, nah, what do I do with this big thing? I, I think they're like, <laughs> I think they know I design toys, but I don't think they'll fully comprehend it until they're older. Because yeah. right now, to them, they think, oh, cool, my dad designs toys, I get free <laughs> once in a while. So, like, a majority of their toys are, like, stuff that I'll get from friends, I'll get from, like, you know, work, where people just give me, they happen to give me, like, free samples or whatever, and then I'll pass it down to them. Which, for our audience, uh, Tracy works on uh, the Minions franchise, and, and most of the, I guess, Universal and uh, Illumination? Illumination yeah. Entertainment. Illumination yeah. Entertainment, yeah. Yeah, right now, like, my, my current gig is, like, uh, helping out with uh, product development with uh, Universal. Cool. Now, no. I... You, remember, you know the movie Big with Tom Hanks. Oh my God! Yes, so I do. one of the things I love about that movie was when he's like a toy. Yes. Des- I don't know if he's a toy designer, but he's just like, you know, he's <clears> working <throat> in the toy business. And yep. Is is that what it's like? Oh, I would say yes. Is in it my really mind, like it that? is. Because it's funny. It's funny that you brought that movie. Like up. he's in the office and he's got all the toys and he's I doing know, thing. Like my favorite scene in that whole movie is. I don't get it. He's <laughs> <laughs> just leaning back and he's like, "What don't you get?" He's like, "Well, it's a robot." turns into a it's a building that turns into a robot or is it a robot that turns into a building and he's just like what don't you get like just like that the, the like an adult trying to comprehend what a kid would like and then a kid's just like i'm not gonna buy that like i just i love that please tell me you've had a moment yes. where you're like i don't get it. It, it it's funny because like when i tell people i'm a, a toy designer the first question i get is like oh adult toys no, real toys, like yes. kid toys. And, and then I always explain to them that like I'm living my big dream. That's, that's, that's the line I constantly use because yeah. I love that movie. And it is like that. Like You basically draw and you play with toys all day. But you know, obviously there's a serious side of it where you have to do like, a lot of research, you know, uh, product development, stuff like that, sourcing, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it is a lot of like just sitting there, looking at a toy and just playing with it. And then it can be very corporate. You know, it can be very like, you know, like a normal type of job. But I always tell people like, if you're in if you're in the industry of designing toys and you're not having fun, then you're in the wrong industry. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, because if you're taking it too seriously, if you're that guy that's like, "What don't you get?" Yeah, and you're stressing out about more <laughs> toys. Like, well, guess what, mother? You're not having fun. It's like <laughs> yeah. you're making toys. You should be having fun. Yeah. So that's how I personally take you know designing toys and working in the toy industry. Just like always having fun. So, so uh, uh, for your career, you do a lot of like design, graphic mm-hmm. design, illustration, and toy design and stuff, or I guess toy, uh, like consulting almost, right? You're like, so you'll design something out, it'll come back, you'll check it out, stuff yeah. like that. But you also do a lot of illustration on the side, and you yes. brought some 
prints, specifically Star Wars inspired prints, and we thought that our audience would really get a kick out of them. So we're just going to kind of go down the print one sure. by one and we'll talk a little bit about them. I have to tell you guys, I started sweating. Ooh. I was like, Tracy like brought his little print box and put it down and he was like talking to Cisco in the corner. I opened it and I was like, fuck, these might go missing. <laughs> I was like, one of these might go missing. Like, oh man, I don't know what happened. So the first one you brought was immediately Steve and I were like, oh, is this dope Yoda skateboarding. Tell us Wearing a little bit. the Nike SB Jedis. Yes. So again, like, you know, back to the whole, like, I love mashing like a uh, uh, pop culture with like some sneaker stuff. So and a lot of times what I like to do is like, I like to find sneakers that actually have like a, an existing nickname and then draw what I feel as if like what it, it would look like in my mind. So yeah, like uh, that illustration is called The Jedi Dunks and it is Yoda uh, in a sense levitating over his skateboard even wearing the uh, Nike SB Jedi Dunks. So That's awesome. His bright green uh, shoelaces matching his, uh, his lightsaber. Yeah, so that oh, was a fun man. one to do. I've been chasing those shoes for so long. So if any <laughs> of you out there have a size 13 of those Jedi Dunks, Message me, because I will buy them. Steve wants them. Uh, I got a little sweaty on this piece that you brought, and this is the dopest yeah. bounty hunter, uh, Boba Fett. He, I, I don't know what shoes he's wearing, because I'm not a hardcore sneakerhead, and you're going to hit me with it, though. <coughs> yeah, I know. This, that one is called, uh, the. Uh, what's, that print is titled Boba 750 Boost, because those shoes are actually the, the Yeezy 750 Boost. I was going to say, they look like yeah. Yeezys. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> Boba Fett's and Yeezys. I, I feel like those are pro that's probably the only illustration I ever did about sneakers that weren't Nikes, because I'm more of a Nike guy. Uh, Boba wouldn't rock what everybody else rocks. Yeah, exactly. That's what I felt. He'd then, have Yeezys, dude. And the thing is, too, when those yeah. boots came out, it's like, my personal opinion, I don't think they look that great. But when I saw it, I'm like, oh, those are f***ing straight out of Star Wars. So then I was like, <laughs> who in Star Wars would wear those boots? I'm like, a f***ing Boba Fett would. Ironically, I feel like those Yeezys look closer to the Back to the Future shoes, just naturally. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Nike mags are the closest to the yeah. Back to the Future. But something about like the the like matte, like cream gray that they all seem yeah, to yeah. come in, I'm always like, oh, yeah. We're almost <laughs> there, baby. We're almost there. All right, you got a bad mamma jamma. We got Kylo. He's rocking some Nikes. Yeah, so that that one is called a Kylo, Kylo 7210. So instead of Kylo Ren, it's Kylo 7210. You love sneaker puns. Oh, I love sneaker puns. <laughs> the shoes he's wearing are actually the Jordan 11 7210s, which were uh, made in honor of the uh, the Chicago Bulls' uh, winning record at the time, which okay. was like unbeatable, 72 wins and 10 losses in a season, which actually the Golden State Warriors beat. Like, you should do Ray. Ago. In a Golden State Warrior shoe. <laughs> like, I beat you, bro. That's I, what beat, you, <laughs> I beat you by one. I beat you by yeah. one, bro. I'm actually, I'm actually wearing those I was going to say, you're wearing right them. Right I was like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're wearing, wearing them. them. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I just felt as if, like, you know, Kylo, like, you know, I think he'd be a Jordan 11 guy. So, like, you know, I did those. I actually uh, created that illustration after I did the uh, the the Darth Vader one. Is that another? Yeah, you brought yeah, a Darth Vader, Vader one, too. One. Let's yeah. check that guy out. Yeah, there so, he is. There's Vader. So that's the illustration that these toys are based on. Yeah. And he's wearing, obviously, the Jordan 6s. So I felt as if, like, Kylo Ren is, like, the next generation of what, you yeah. know, he's the grandson. So, like, he'd wear, like, a later model of the Jordan. So uh, Darth Vader's wearing the Jordan 6s. Kylo's wearing the Jordan 11s. You know what I mean? And then you also brought one more that I love, oh. which is uh, Captain Phasma, which you can <clears throat> hold up because it's metallic and kind of cool. Well, I'm not sure if you can see, but yeah. Yeah. Captain Phasma. It, so, might, it might get a little reflective on there. Uh, I love this because you sort of told us a story before we started rolling, which was like, <laughs> I think you fell victim to like the well, the hype did. of the trailer. Yeah. You were yes. like, yeah. Phasma's going to be the yeah. It's going to be in that movie the yeah. whole time. And you did this like bomb Phasma print 
and it just like flew out of the store before the movie before came the movie out. out. And then when the movie came out, it's like, oh, sales kind of slowed down. <laughs> but dude, when you look at Phasma, great character design, oh, great man. costume design, everything about that Stormtrooper, that design looks amazing. Down to even like the cape. It's like, yep. She doesn't need the cape, but the cape just adds something to it. It's yeah. like one of Even those with like that little red accent on the, along the, the trim of it all. Exactly, it's almost like um, when you watch like an old like Japanese uh, anime, mm -hmm. and like you'll have a robot, like a giant robot, but they're wearing some sort of cloak for some reason. It's like that robot doesn't need a cloak, but it just looks badass. <laughs> why is that robot in a jacket? He's not cold. Yeah, but so why does he have a scarf? It's got oh, a great sense of style. Oh, yeah. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> then the wind effect happens. Yeah. Like, oh, that looks uh, badass now I get and he, uh, it. Yeah. Obviously, because it's going to get windy and yeah. it's going to look really good blowing in the wind. And then that Phasma print I did, like, you know, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to do it now because I just love the way it looks. And then there was a pair of, um, she's in that illustration, she's actually wearing a pair of uh, Nike Dunk Highs that are actually all metallic gray that kind of match her armor. It's like, oh, that's a perfect shoe to draw her in. And then I decided to take it one step further and I actually printed on metallic paper. So the print's on metallic paper. Like, again, like I said, like before the movie, put them online, sell out like crazy. Movie comes out, eh, like just the sales just stopped. Everyone's like, that movie didn't even show her in it. So I was like, ah, son of a bitch. I was like, Luke, no, that's impossible. <laughs> you were like, thank God I didn't put out that Maz Kanata print. <laughs> like, I had this fire Maz Kanata and some Birkenstocks. No, exactly. I see you doing something cool with Maz, wearing some cool shoes. I mean, like, because I feel as if, like, especially for, for Phasma 2, like an 8, if both of them have, like, a bigger, like, you know, Role, which I'm hoping they will. I was like, maybe I will. Because, like, Maz is kind of a fun character to draw, like, you know, with the crazy eyes and the glasses. I feel like Maz would have, let's try and figure out what kind of sneaker Maz would have. Uh, it would be something earthy, but, like, with some utility to it. I feel as if she would definitely be, like, a sock and Birkenstock person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, colorful, like, purple, like, did Nike socks with like I got it. Stocks. She wears slips. <laughs> she wears Nike slips. Oh, like the like the, the, the locked yeah, slides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's actually a good one. Maz wears slides. I almost feel that Maz and and uh, Grumpy Luke would probably be in slides. Yes. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. you know, like this is comfortable. Yeah. Like you know, my feet can breathe. <laughs> they like don't even take them off of their hands. They like no. use the force <laughs> and like put them away. <laughs> All right. So we like to. Uh, Ask our guests a Star Wars questionnaire. These don't need to be like one word answers. We're going to kind of break it down. Yeah, Black Series Rebels Water. Refreshing. So, so refreshing. Straight from the island of Act 2. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Pork juice. <laughs> Pork juice. That's what that tang was. Oh. Uh, all right, cool. So these don't have to be one word answers. We can kind of break it down. But we want. We know a lot about your toy design, your illustration. Now we want to know about your real Star Wars fandom. So, oh my gosh, okay. I feel like pressure now. I feel there's like no pressure. Like, it's ready? like a lightning no round. It's like quiz show. You're right. ready? No yes, wrong I'm ready. Answer. I'm ready. All right. What is your favorite Star Wars film? See, this, this is a tough one. And why? Okay. Um, currently now, as I stand today, I, it's a tie for me. It was, because it always was Empire, pretty much like everyone's favorite. But it's tied now with uh, Rogue One. Really? I, I really loved Rogue One. Like, I've talked to Cisco about this numerous times, that uh, I liked episode seven. Watching it again, I liked it more. But everything I wanted episode seven to be, I felt as if Rogue One was. Hmm. Where my thing with episode uh, seven is that I felt as if there wasn't enough, like, I wanted to, I wanted to be very reminiscent of, like, the original trilogies that we grew up with, which it kind of was. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted something original to it, and I wanted, like, the stakes to be higher. And I just wanted everything to be a little bit more, you know what I mean? And I felt as if it was, 
But to me personally, I felt as if it just didn't get there. And I felt as if there was too much of like rehashing old motifs and themes that that kind of took me away from it. But then when I saw Rogue One, it completely, you know, new cast of characters. So that was like the originality to it, the, 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 the new thing to it. It obviously talked about like, you know, them stealing the plan. So obviously that, that was a touch to like the original trilogy. Everything looked like the old original trilogy. And then the action was a lot more action packed. There was, you know, people were dying. So, like, it yeah. took, to me, it took it, like, another level. That third act is, like... Oh, my God. It just, it, you want to talk about, like, Tracy with his toys as a kid. Oh, yeah. Like, that really was, like, yeah. that is what I did as a kid. <laughs> exactly. Like, they were in the bathtub. My troopers were in the water. They were in the trenches. One was yeah. on top of the bed. One was in the carpet. You know, shack carpeting back in the day. So I'd lose a blaster somewhere. I was like, what the... Nobody use a vacuum. Yeah. Mom, don't vacuum my room. Well, I think you're our first Rogue One. Uh, yeah, you yeah. might be. You're our first you Rogue One tied be. with Empire, obviously. Empire is yeah. kind of like the Beatles. When people ask you your favorite band, you're like, yeah. well, my favorite band's, uh, I really, really like uh, Green Day. But the Beatles don't count. Because like, <laughs> yeah. obviously the Beatles yes. are just one of those. Yeah, because I think everybody says Empire. But it was just weird to me because like Rogue One, I felt as if just had that. It was like the the well the only Star Wars movie to this point that actually was like a war movie. Mm-hmm. Like you saw you saw the the high stakes of war. People were dying. Like th- people were actually hitting each other with blasters. Like stormtroopers were actually fucking aiming at shit and actually hitting it. Yeah. I was like holy shit, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I just I, I just loved that third act, like you said. Like, yeah. hey, dude, one of those ships were coming out of hyperspace. I was like, doof, doof. I was like, like, what the fuck? That was like amazing. Like the first time you really see the Alliance as a military. I guess yeah. Return of the Jedi, yeah. you see it. But in Return of the Jedi, they they all land in and then they just go, wait a minute, that thing's operational. Yeah. They all start like <laughs> freaking out. Like there's never really a moment yeah. where like they're all crushing it. Whereas yeah. that was sort of like, oh, by the way, we're a thing. Like a yeah. real yeah, yeah. thing. And the Empire was like, huh? Yeah. All right. And then also, oh. one, one more, the most important thing, too, is that you finally saw Darth Vader as that fucking crazy ass. He was scary. Again. He was scary, yeah. Like, obviously, as a kid back then, they, you know, they, didn't, they probably didn't have the technology to do shit like that. But, oh my God, the end of Rogue One, like, that scene alone. Even though you know how it ends, you're going. Yeah. Get, go! I mean, go! I mean, exactly. You know, since we're kind of adult talk here, my nerd boner was I can't stand up right now. I we went and saw we all we always go, dude. My yeah, sorry, Patty. It was sorry, I, Patty. This is what it looked like, right? <laughs> I mean, Cisco was sitting next to me. He was looking. I was like, "Don't look at it. It's too much. It's don't too look much at it, Cisco. Look. Don't look. Why aren't you looking look at, at the screen? screen. Look at don't the screen. Don't your eyes. Don't hurt your eyes. Uh, we saw it together in the theater, and my girlfriend likes Star Wars. She's really into it. She's very supportive of my obsession with Star Wars. And after that scene. Like, we were watching the whole yeah. movie, and she was like, I don't, I don't really know who any of these characters are. She yeah. wasn't really like... Then that Vader scene happened, and she just went, that was f***ing amazing, and went back to it. Like, that, it's exactly that. It's I As a kid, I always imagined when Vader wasn't on screen, he was like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Especially in the first scene in uh, uh, episode four, when, like, you know, he's like, he force chokes a dude, and you're like, God, I wanted to see more of that. And even the, the fight scene with him and Obi-Wan at the end, sure, as a kid, when you first watch it, you're like, oh, that was cool enough. But then as you get older, you're like, oh, f***. Like, they don't seem like very good, like, Jedis. Like, they're kind of boring. You know, it's like, mm. it's like two old men, like, you know, playing swords and shit. And like, I think so we shitty. just have to use in our fan brains, just like, it's the 70s. Yes. That's yes. the best. And, yeah. and if we could, if the special editions in a perfect world mm-hmm. could, like, flourish that fl- fight up, he probably would yeah. have done that. All right. Yeah. What is your least favorite Star Wars film? 
Um, least favorite. Yeah, it, honestly, and again, like, this isn't me just, well, maybe it is me being biased to the original trilogy that I grew up with, the prequels. Like, all three were f They're, I, <laughs> oh, all three oh, are my it's least. like, oh, I just want to, Oh! <laughs> it was well. I I had to let my was my boys watch mm -hmm. wanting to know all about Star Wars. I let them watch the prequel. I mean, yeah, the prequels. And of course, for their kids, they love those. I think they love those a little bit more than the original. True, you know, um, four, five, and six because there's a lot more CGI, a lot more like kid friendly, like alien looking things. So in their mind, visually, I think that was a little bit cooler to them. There's a lot of distractions. Exactly. Like obviously, they don't get the f***ing politics that's going on in the. F yeah. I don't think anyone does, except for George Lucas. <laughs> but um, they loved it visually. Like, immediately, Jar Jar Binks to them was like, oh, that's f***ing funny, that's cool, Jar Jar Binks, whatever. Like, you know, we all just want to order the f***ing thing. But anyways, like, all three of them, and like, they were just horrible. Like, I think the only saving grace uh, for all three, for me, would be uh, the fight scene between Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin on, mm -hmm. at the end of uh, three. Because mm -hmm. that was cool, like, you know, and it was... A, a long fight scene like that was pretty cool my only thing though about that is like at the end <laughs> obi-wan it just leaves like anakin with like no arms no legs <laughs> by the side of like lava and like slowly burning then he's like you were like my brother and he just walks away it's like motherfucker put him out of his misery if he was really your brother why would you just let him torture you're like, torturing him there it's like if that was cisco and i cut off his legs and arms i would kill him I'd be like, True. Cisco, I love you. I'm going to kill you right now and put you out of your misery. In a hypothetical, if Cisco was burning to death with all of his <laughs> limbs cut off on a lava planet, you'd be like, I'm going to help you out. That's how much I love him. That's how much, that's how close we are. What turns you on about Star Wars? Um, I guess it's that, that sci-fi, the sci-fi techiness of everything. The that's design? What, yeah, it's the design. I think that's the artist bringing me. It's like, I just love how like things are very... They look very advanced, but when you get to the nitty gritty of it, like, and they, you find out how props were made, mm -hmm. it's just so bare bones. Like, oh, mm -hmm. that's how they did that. Like a lightsaber itself. Like, what was it before? Like, Graflex, Graflex flash. Yeah, camera. and it's like, oh, that's what they did. But when you see it on camera, it's like, oh, that thing was amazing. Yeah. And it's funny as I got older and like, and you start looking at books like you know the concept designs of like you know how they even got to that point. All all that artwork by um, McCoy. McCoy is like just beautiful and like it's just amazing that's what turns me on about star wars just like the design and like the tech the high low tech of everything um that was something that kind of bugged me though about like the prequels that so this comes to our next question okay. which is what turns you off about star wars i guess what turns me off about star wars i hate to rag on the prequels but it feels if it's just the the overall design for pre for the prequels like the tech like um, the vehicles, it, it just, it looks weird to me that like, I understand that like it's the prequel. So it's supposed to be like, you're supposed to see this evolution from them to the, to episodes four five and six. I, I just don't see it. Like, it's so weird. Like they look too, it's like they don't fit together. I a hundred percent agree. I think yeah. on our first episode, I said the prequel design is my real problem with the prequels. Mm. Besides the obvious stuff, like maybe some poor dialogue and some plot <laughs> issues, some poor... We don't need it. What? Yeah. That's in the prequels? Yeah. What? <laughs> no! Um, <laughs> you ever heard of Sand? No. But uh, <laughs> the... I'm, I don't see the transition from like a Naboo starfighter yep. to an X-Wing. Yeah. Now, yep. I see it from the Jedi starfighter to the X-Wing because he threw on some X-Wings. But like, <laughs> the, from, from the... Just in general, that like it go, it feels like we take a step backwards in technology. Yeah. 
I always felt like we go from like 1950s hot rods to like Model Ts, as opposed to 1950s hot rods to like Teslas. Yeah. Because the Tesla now looks more like a Naboo. Yes. Starship. Yeah. Like it, it's weird because like in a sense they want you to think, oh cool, like this is the evolution of the tech from like episode one to like you know four, but like you said, like it almost feels like it goes backwards because like even when you look at like Padme's blaster, like it looked too clean, looked too thin, and then you see like. Hans blaster that looks cool, like it looks it looks functional, like it mm -hmm. looks practical, like oh that that's what a blaster should look like. You see like the guts, you see like little knobs here and there, but like her gun looked more like a toy, and like it, it didn't seem believable in my mind that hey that that's a blaster that can actually work, yeah. that can shoot out lasers because every gun can shoot out lasers. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's not. I think I think what we really just did was it's not real. Everybody relax. It's design is design. <laughs> what are you talking Everybody about? Everybody relax. What? We all got we got worked up about nonsense again. All right. What Star Wars character do you love? Uh, it's tough because there's two that I love. Obviously, I love Luke because I love characters that you see growth in a character. Like with Luke in Episode Four, he was kind of like this whiny little kid, and then like Empire, he, he's still a little whiny, but you can see a little bit of uh, maturity there. And then in Return, like he's matured into this this character that like he's like a, a Jedi, and he's no longer that kid. Like Han Solo's like. You can't call him a kid anymore because he's mature. Like, he knows what he's doing now. So I always like seeing that arc in a character. So, like, I kind of, as a kid growing up, I kind of related to Luke. But as I got a little older, it became that whole, like, oh, that bad guy, like Darth Vader. Like, the bad guy looks just so cool. How could you not love him? He, like, he's all in black, has a cool, like, helmet, has a red lightsaber. Like, if, if like, Return of the Jedi uh, all black suit Luke had, like, a red lightsaber, <laughs> boner. <laughs> I don't know why I do my boner with two hands. Like like I'm doing like a Captain it's, Kirk like two fists. It's like you're <laughs> like you're pushing it down. Oh, like yeah. it's like calm down. Ah, you ah. can never calm down the nerd boner. <laughs> All right. Well, with that said, what character do you hate? Oh, that you get no nerd boner for. No nerd. When I go limp, nerd dick. Um, <laughs> that probably being Jar Jar, and then that. Diner dude, uh, what the f is his name? Dexter Jetster. God, makes no sense. Why is he there? And then there's a f diner in space and not from Earth. Then why would they know what a diner looks like? So you won't be getting any Jawa juice anytime. Give me the f the green blue milk over that. <laughs> it makes no sense. And then he has like an apron. It's like why is he flipping burgers? They don't know what the flipping a burger is. Oh my. God. What he said. They'll leave Wampa it at that. Burgers, makes no sense. Bro. Wampa no, burgers. Dude, Wampa burgers. <laughs> Steve loves taking like any type of beast and putting burger at the end. Wampa burger, Bantha burger. Yeah. What was the other one? That'll be on there too. We'll have Vader taters. It'll be good. Ooh, Vader taters. I had, a, I had a Vader tater. The amount of puns in this interview is making the amount of puns in this interview is making my head explode. It's fantastic. <laughs> it is fantastic. All right, what else we got? All right, if you could have any job. In the Star Wars universe, what would it be? The Nerf Herder. Want to know what those things are? What they do? What they eat? If I petted one, would it be like you know, like a calm and tame, or would it just be a wild beast that I'd have to tame by riding on top with my legs touching the ground? Yes. <laughs> what job in the Star Wars universe would you absolutely hate to have? Uh, I think Cisco touched on this one in his interview. I would hate to be the fucking janitor guy in the fucking garbage chute on the Death Star. Oh, yeah. Because you don't know what the fuck you're picking out of that thing, and then all of a sudden, like, the fucking 
little monster comes out and grabs you and shit. Look, like, I'm just trying to recycle. The the Death Star shit water always grows. <laughs> like it's shit water. Like let's be real. It's like that's it's, actually a really good point. It's shit water. Like oh, God, there's God. all that foam. It's foam, but like I remember just being like. Dude, that's like shit water. <laughs> like, like, and like they're in that white armor. I just remember as a kid being like, it viscerally messed me up. Like, and then there's that alien that's just like, <laughs> and then goes back down. I'm like, oh, shit water snake. Uh. I felt bad for them because when they tried posting like that metal piece that was just like styrofoam and it just looks like, so bendy and yeah. shit. I'm like, oh, they're in the recycle bin. They're not in the metal bin. They're fucking f***ed up. They're never going to survive. Also, that logic is like, imagine like if we were to like throw like a spatula in do a garbage disposal and the spatula just stopped it. Spatula was like, nope. Yeah. Like, or like a chopstick was just like, yeah, right. And just like stretched out. Like, where's the logic in that move? Like, wait, grab something that we're strong enough to pick up and this giant machine <laughs> should, should stop it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I think we already know the answer to it because you kind of alluded to it earlier. Mm -hmm. But what color would your lightsaber be? No, oh, it would definitely be red. I mean, like, I know... They say red is for the Sith, right? Like, yeah. but why couldn't you just be a Jedi with red? Why don't you just say, dude, I like red. Like, no color lines here, man. I'll be a good, I'll have a red lightsaber. It's just like, cool. Yeah. Like, you see a red lightsaber? It's pretty cool. They sort of it added a canon element in the comics. I know you, you've read the Vader comics. Yes. But in the newer Vader comics, they're starting to allude to the idea that, like, the kyber crystals bleed. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So now you can't even have a red one unless you're a bad guy. Why are we trying to f*** things up, Star Come Wars? It's really cool. Come on, man. Sometimes good guys are just like, I like red. Why not? Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> all right, this is the last question. Oh, my gosh. This is right. the big one. All right, all right. You're, you're hanging from the, the little bridge. Vader's just cut your hand off. You've lost your red lightsaber. You are you. You are not Luke Skywalker. What, does, what do you want Darth Vader to say to you besides... I am your father. Does he still say I am your father? He oh, won't no, say it. He doesn't say it. You, you, mm -hmm. you, Tracy Tubera, have just had the most epic lightsaber battle. You're hanging from the bridge. You're hanging. You just off. cut your hand off. That red saber is down the trenches. Doesn't oh, need Jesus. To, like, where, what? Doesn't need to make sense. What does Vader say? It doesn't have to make any sense whatsoever. What does he say to me as I'm hanging there? Maybe he says, like, are we cool now? <laughs> it's like hey, one of those man. fights where, like, you know, you get in a fight with a school bully, and like, you know, after you're done, it's like, hey, we're cool now, right? <laughs> it's like you he just, just like kicks the <laughs> shit out. He goes, "We're cool, right?" Like, I'm sorry about that. Chops <laughs> off your hand and shit. Your face all uh, up. We're cool now, right? We're cool, right? You're, cool. Off my hand. you're not gonna tell on me, right? Like, yeah, this yeah. is like street yard well, rules. This is it. I need. I don't have to cut off your other hand, right? It's like so. you know, I'm sorry, I lost your lightsaber. Your hand. Yeah, you fix the hand, but like, we're cool, right? <laughs> All right, we're cool. Fine, we're cool. Like you pick up, he lifts you. Up. <laughs> By the way, I'm your dad. Ah, <laughs> like your head explodes. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Where can our audience find you if they want to snag some some Tracy figs, oh. maybe some prints? Um, uh, all my social media is at Tracy Tubera, so it's T R A C Y, no E. Uh, Tubera, T U B is a boy, E R A. Uh, that's my uh, Instagram at name, my username. It's my Twitter name, and then my website is TracyTubera.com. Um, I will actually be at Decon, so... We will be there as well. Yes, so come by. I'll see your booth. You yes. see my booth. Roman's going to be there, too. It's going to be like... 
dude, just come on down if you live in Southern California. And I actually will have a special decon colorway of the Jordan Smith infrared there. Really? Yeah. So as of right now, like this was the original one, the all black one. The red one is, we are currently selling right now on my website, the Sith edition, all red. Um, this fancy little dude right here, uh, the Galaxy colorway, actually we've not released, but I brought it here for you guys to Thanks. see. Sneak peeks. See, yeah. we always breaking scoops. But the one for Decon actually will be kind of the opposite of the black. He's actually going to be all white, so very Stormtroopers like. Ooh. And the Jordan What's colorway. What's the accent on the Jordan colorway? He'll actually be wearing the, they're called the Carmines, so they're mostly white with some red. So be on the lookout for that one. Come by the booth. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for being here. And one more time, give it up for Tracy and may the force be, be with, with you. Thanks for checking out the show. And if you liked what you saw, remember to hit subscribe. And if you're listening to us over on iTunes, please give us a five-star review. If you guys want to support the show, you can check out our merchandise shop. Every order that we sell goes right back into helping us make this show. And remember, tell your friends. May the force be with you.